My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. Today is the weekly horoscope for Monday, September 21st, until the following Monday, September 27th. And the big thing happening this week, just yesterday, is Rahu and Ketu moved signs. This happens every 18 months. So we're closing a cycle from March 2019 all the way until yesterday. And we're starting a new 18-month cycle with Ketu in Scorpio and Rahu in Taurus. This week, Mercury's going to go from Virgo to Libra. Tomorrow, actually. And it's also the fall equinox. And Saturn is ending its retrograde that started back in May 10th, 2020. <clears throat> That's going to go forward, go direct at the end of this week. So Mars is very strong right now. And fortunately, the fire issue is starting to look better on the West Coast. And the Mars energy is still very strong, but it's going retrograde. So as I mentioned previously, this is a great time for reviewing what have you done when you're at your best? What have you done when you're not at your best? What kind of actions were you taking? And what kind of actions can you learn from that experience and take those actions now, not the best time for starting completely new things. As I mentioned, I tried to get a dog right as Mars went in retrograde, didn't go well, and not the best time to initiate something completely new. But it is a good time for going through things you've already started. For example, I have a yoga teacher training and just going back through everything that I've learned through past teacher trainings and kind of seeing what really worked well, what were the highlights, how can I implement that into what I'm already offering so it's something I've already created. It's not a completely new project and I'm improving it and seeing what actions worked well, what didn't work well, and what can I build on that? So that's a good use of the Mars retrograde energy that's going for several more weeks still. But Saturn retrograde. So that's a time when discipline, structures, routines, these things are all going back. This happens every year, so it's not a huge deal. But it's a time to kind of review and reflect and see uh, what we want to change in our habits, what's working, what's not working in our routines, our structures, our disciplines, maybe a morning sadhana practice, uh, a daily meditation practice, daily yoga practice, something where you are sort of surrendering your time, maybe being of service to others, karma yoga, uh, these sort of things, Saturn, is it's a positive expression of the Saturnine energy. As I always say, this is this is all just possible potential energy. It can be positive, negative, or neutral. We get to choose how to engage with it. Now, if you want to know how this shows up for you specifically, go to quietmindastrology.com where you can get your free birth chart on that page. It's going to be like a foreign language. That's okay. I give you a little explanation of what to do with it. And if you want more depth, the Quiet Mind Astrology, uh, Vedic Astrology 101 course is there on that page as well, which walks you through... There's a long PDF that goes with it, uh, several hours of video training. It's very thorough and teaches you how to understand your birth chart and look at signs, planets, houses, and what it all means. So you want to look where and know where Saturn is in your birth chart. So if it's in your house of relationships, Saturn in the seventh house of relationships, and this past several months has been a time of there being limitations, delays, setbacks, obstacles in your relationships and learning from those limitations and obstacles and kind of having to rehash things, maybe reviewing and revising arguments and maybe going over things again and again. 
until this point of by the end of this week where finally you can move forward with that. It's like, okay, so that wasn't working. This was working. These are the kind of structures we need in place in our relationship to really thrive and move forward starting at the end of this week. So if you've been thinking, if, if you've been thinking about kind of certain areas of your life, that's like, okay, this structure is not working. This routine's not working. My sleep's not working. My diet, whatever it is, my exercise, uh, look where Saturn is in your birth chart. That'll give you an idea of what area of your life it could be in your career, in your 10th house. Maybe in your career, there's been all these obstacles and delays and you feel like you're kind of stuck and that Saturn can bring this sort of stagnant energy where now it starts to move forward finally next week. And that's a huge deal. It's a big transit. So look where Saturn is in your chart and see how this is playing out for you. Jupiter went direct last week. That's awesome. Maybe you're feeling a little more hopeful and optimistic or at least seeing the silver lining and the challenges you are facing. Jupiter brings a sense of expansion and optimism. It's in its own sign of Sagittarius, so even more so. And especially with Mercury going into Libra tomorrow for this week, it'll be there all week after Tuesday. This is a time of love of philosophy, love of intellect, love of wisdom, right? With this, Jupiter and Sag and Mercury and Libra, it's a great time to read philosophical texts, read the, the source texts of yoga and Ayurveda and Vedic astrology, like the Upanishads, right? This is all st stimulating mentally. Having these conversations with your friends and your partner, uh, Mercury is very social, Libra is love, playing music, singing, dancing, art, poetry, these sort of things that express your love of beauty and communication and connection it can be a really powerful way to direct your energy this week. So if you're not sure what to do, kind of looking at your schedule for the week, thinking about where to direct your energy, that might be a good direction to look. Or is there a book you've been wanting to read? Or a class you've been wanting to take? Or a conversation you've been wanting to have? Or a friend you haven't connected with in a while and you want to reconnect with your friend? It's a great time for doing that this week. And a teacher you want to work with. Uh, Jupiter going direct now brings much more positive energy to our teachers and our guidance. And Jupiter is the guru. Mercury is the booty, the intellect. So both of those are well-placed this week, uh, very strong. And the Mars energy is extremely strong right now. Uh, very high uh, Shadbala, very high strength for Mars, even though it's going retrograde. So we do have a lot of energy, and I do encourage you to get some physical activity, walking, always physical activity is very important, yoga, movement, dance, whatever it is for you. And K2 going into Scorpio and Rahu going into Taurus, right? So later this week, we'll have that long episode on this topic. But in short here this week, you might have felt that shift yesterday. We're in a new phase. This is a big deal. And Mercury, or when Rahu and K2 move, it's a pretty big transit. So K2 and Scorpio. K2 is our spirituality. It's beyond the ego. It's the body without a head. We're just living from our hearts in this experience of life. Spiritual beings having a human experience. In Scorpio, Scorpio is ruled by Mars, so that Mars energy very strong right now. But rather than like Aries, which is more about physical activity and movement and ambition and drive, Scorpio is more of the depths of things and the psychology of things. So this time is a great time for studying things like psychology and what really drives you. What are your motivations? What are you really driven towards? What do you want to focus on? Your goals, your ambitions, your drives, and not just doing those actions, but 
the motivations underneath them. Doing some sort of like therapy or self-inquiry work. Svadhyaya is one of the eight limbs of yoga. It's very important self-study, self-inquiry. And reading authoritative texts, which could be like the Upanishads or uh, the Yoga Sutra or texts that you really resonate with. Maybe it's uh, Stoic philosophy or some sort of different philosophy or Buddhism or Pema Chodron books. They're all great sources of wisdom that we can learn from and start to understand ourselves better, which is K2 and Scorpio over the next 18 months is really impelling us to understand our spiritual essence and what drives our human expression. So we remember that we're spiritual beings having a human experience and not getting caught up in the ego and identity. And on the other side of this, Rahu is in Taurus, right? They're always opposite. Taurus is about stability, security, accumulating wealth, accumulating possessions. And Rahu is the head. It's the ego. It's the identity. So it's the head of the body of Ketu. So these are kind of push-pull energies, very yin-yang energies. This is much more yang, where Rahu is this insatiable energy that wants more and more and more. It always wants to expand and, and have new experiences and learn more and seek more. It's never satiated, never fulfilled, because there's no body to tell it that I've had enough. It's just the mouth. And there's this idea in Buddhism of like hungry ghosts. Uh, there's like no body, so you can just constantly be consuming. And Rahu can be like that at times. So with it in Taurus, you might notice this drive towards material possessions. It's going to depend on so many factors in your chart, right? what house it lands in. But there could be this drive towards sense of self, sense of identity. This is who I am. This is what I've amassed and created over the next 18 months. Uh, and that's okay. Right? There's positive sides of this of where you might improve your finances and improve your sense of security and stability. Getting a home security system if you don't have one. Building a sense of home if you don't have a sense of home or a place that you feel is your home. Over the next 18 months, that can be a great time to do that, especially if this happens to be in your fourth house, which is the home. So again, you want to know your chart, where Taurus is in your chart to see where this transit is coming into play. Uh, but in general, it's going to be a time of thinking about your resources, your assets, what you have created, and there's going to be a lot of energy for that. Rahu is insatiable. It's unstoppable. It just wants more and more and more. And uh, we can be aware of that. Right? So that energy is still going to be there, but we can be mindful of it. Doing mindfulness practices, yoga, meditation, things like this, we can be aware of that tendency of saying like, okay, if I just get this one thing, then I'll be happy. Then I'll feel secure. If I just get this one test done this at the doctor or get this one thing in my life settled and this job or this relationship, then I'll feel secure and stable. Of course, that is all illusion. And Rahu and Ketu are illusory celestial bodies. They're not real planets. They're imaginary points in the sky based on the nodes of the moon. So they're illusion. And we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of illusion around your psychology. And especially if you direct this at other people, which is always a big risk to uh, try to analyze other people, especially our friends, if you're not a psychoanalyst and it's not your job and they're your client. Uh, we want to be mindful of that tendency of 
sort of digging into people's psychology and psyche and maybe trying to see things that aren't necessarily there, oftentimes what we're really seeing is a projection and some sort of distortion, right? It's always with mindfulness, we get to become aware of those distortions and misperceptions. But with K2 and Rahu right now, there might be some illusion of like, oh, hmm, well, I wonder if I, if I do get that job, you know, that might really set me up for success. Like that's really, that could be the thing I really need. Right, that's Rahu talking. And when you get really still and quiet with yourself and listen within, it's like, yes. Right? It's it's not a gotta have it, gotta do this is okay, I gotta act fast, right? And that was actually something that happened with me and the dog, where it was like we were going on a trip, Christine and I, and uh there was like a one day thing where we could pick up this dog and it was like last minute and I'd been looking for a dog for weeks. So I was like, fine, I'll just, you know, kind of jump the gun on this one. And it didn't work out well, right? That's the kind of thing we want to be mindful of. And I know it too. You know, I'm I'm always trying to be mindful myself, but we all have these moments where it's like, uh, I guess I got to act fast. I got to make a quick decision. I'm going to go with the quick thing. And, you know, then it doesn't quite work out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, right? We don't always know. Uh, but more often than not, when it's that quick thing of like, oh, I got to make a quick decision. Now is the time we got to do this thing. That usually doesn't work out so well especially right now with Rahu and K2 and things to do with building a sense of security, stability, your wealth, your assets, your family, your home, right? Bringing a dog into the family, right? That's Rahu and Taurus. That's a, that was, there was an illusion aspect to that whole experience, which is very, uh, in a good way, disillusioning to go through that of like, hmm, I guess I don't really want a dog right now. Uh, so that was, you know, these things, whatever happens is karma playing out and it's for our greater good in the long run. So expect you're going to fall down. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do dumb things, right? We all do. And that's part of the whole process of I needed that moment of disillusionment. And I mean that in a very positive sense of stripping away the illusion I had of like, oh, this is what it's really like to have a dog right now. And that's not really actually what I want. And I could have kind of forced through. And again, it could have worked out if I really, really wanted it. Uh, and that's always the case too. We have free will. We have choice. And we can adapt to any situation. Uh, but we've got to notice when it's like some sort of illusion is being dispelled, which is likely going to be happening over the next 18 months in these areas of your psychology, your psyche, understanding yourself and others, and your assets, your sense of family, home, security, and stability. Venus is in Cancer still right now. Great time for emotional connection with your partner. It'll move forward to Leo next week. But for this week, have some time, quality time with your partner. If you've been working a lot or doing other things, not making fixed, set quality time of like, okay, we're going to just have two hours together. We're not going to be on our phones. We're not going to be just like checked out watching a movie, but real quality time, emotional bonding, emotional connection. That's Venus and Cancer. Sun is in Virgo still right now. Great time taking care of your health, your habits of uh, self-care. And again, Mercury is in Virgo right now, but it's moving tomorrow to Libra. So great time for studying philosophy, intellectual wisdom, and quality time with friends at least once a week. You know, if you can't meet in person, meet on Zoom, uh, at least talk on the phone or FaceTime or something some quality time with your friends, and things that you love, beauty, art, nature, music, singing, dancing, drawing, gardening, anything that beautifies your space, but also stimulates you 
intellectually will be great this next week with Mercury in Libra. So if you want a personal reading, you'll have to wait till November. You can schedule them right now, though, at quietmindastrology.com. And you can sign up for the uh, Vedic Astrology 101 course at quietmindastrology.com. And you can get your own chart where you can look at it and be like, what does this mean? Uh, and uh, I'll have a little explanation there, but it can give you a little insight to how these things are playing out. Of course, as always, do not try to be your own astrologer. You don't have to have me be your astrologer, but just don't try to do it yourself because we're not always going to see ourselves clearly and we need that perspective, especially from someone experienced, to see it a little more clearly. But for entertainment purposes, great, look at your chart. Uh, and as always, don't try to be your own astrology matchmaker either. That doesn't usually go well. I was just talking to someone about that recently. So uh, be mindful of like, you know, this is just knowing the weather, right? I'm just your weatherman telling you, okay, here's what you can expect this week. Make the most of it, uh, you know. But if you want to go dance in the rain, you can dance in the rain. You don't have to wear a raincoat. Uh, so you get to choose how to engage with all these energies and hopefully bring out the more positive expressions of them, even when life is challenging and we do have the more challenging limitations and obstacles in our way. That is all part of the lesson. It's all part of our growth and it's all welcome. They're just passing experiences and uh, we get to choose what to make of it. All right. Thank you for listening. Hope you're enjoying these weekly horoscopes. Send me a message on Instagram if you have any thoughts or feedback and check out my other podcasts. Looking to do some yoga? Go to the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast. Want to do some yoga videos? The Quiet Mind Yoga membership is opening tomorrow in the fall equinox, the, the uh, transition now to the longer nights. And that's quietmind.yoga slash membership, where you can sign up for the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. There's over 70 video classes now and new ones added every week and a monthly core competency of yoga that we focus on. So if you want physical movement practice, pranayama breathing techniques, meditation practices, that's all in the Quiet Mind Yoga membership. And I look forward to sharing more with you soon. Hope you have a great rest of your week.